Salutations! Woo! Woo! And welcome to the fifty-sixth episode of the In the House podcast, the official podcast of Scouts' House Supporters Group, which is an official supporters group yeah. of Louisville City Football Club. I am your host, Evan Floyd. I am pleased as pecan pie to be here tonight. Wow. We are uh, we're trying something new. We're recording outside. We can be as loud as we want. Or not. Or as quiet you know. as we want. Well, quiet as we want might be a problem. If yeah. uh, the recording is an issue, please let us know on Twitter or Facebook or in person, and we will never try this again. Yeah. So that's, that's the bottom that line on that. That is our vow to you. But, uh, yes, 56th episode. I am your host, and I am an empl- employee of Louisville City Football Club. Which means that any of the opinions that I express on this show are my opinions alone and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Louisville City Football Club, any of its partners, affiliates, or sponsors. You gotta take the Kevin Malone route. What's the Kevin Malone route? Me talk few words? Yeah. Why Evan, Why use many words? Evan work city, opinions, no city. Why use many word why when few word work? When few word work, yeah. Yeah. Well... I, uh, I use all of the words, and we've got them covered. Uh, we have no guest tonight, which means I'm going to need a yeoman's effort from my partner. <laughs> and uh, I think there's no better time than now to welcome him in. So coming to you live from a canine obedience school <laughs> in Lexington, Kentucky. Oh. Real nearby this yeah, time. Yeah, I didn't feel like going... Andy Frederick, ladies and gentlemen. Andy, welcome on. Yeah, I didn't feel like going real far. Mm -hmm. A lot Mm -hmm. of stuff going on. There are. A lot of stuff going on, so I didn't feel like going far. And um, I took the liberty of taking your dogs to obedience school. Thank God. Let's see how they did. It was the first time. Uh uh Rome wasn't built in a day. Full disclosure, this is our second attempt at this podcast. We tried about ten minutes ago. And in my quiet little cul-de-sac, where yeah. almost nothing ever happens, it turns out that lots of stuff happens. Yeah. Because uh, we had a missing dog that Andy uh, heroically tracked down and wow. saved. And uh, when that dog came by, and its owner came by looking for it, my dogs, who are delightful, loving creatures to my wife and I, lost their ever-loving oh minds. Oh lost their minds. They're, you know, I mean, dogs do that because they're looking out for their homestead, they right? Are. They're so very much protective of my wife and I. can't blame them. I mean, I don't blame them, but I look forward to us uh, spending the time and effort to go through the uh, appropriate training yeah. regimen for them. Because yeah. that was excessive. It was excessive. It was. All right, but now we're ready to roll. So, big week. Uh, we're yeah. recording on a Thursday, which is unusual for us to be recording so late in the week. Yeah. But uh, Wednesday, there was some Tuesday and Wednesday, there was stuff in the way, mm-hmm. like Louisville City soccer stuff and yeah. Scouse's House stuff. Yeah. So uh, Tuesday night of this week was uh, the Scouse's House uh, Kentucky School for the Blind charity trivia. Yeah. Uh, we uh, I, I got to go out to that with Coach Hackworth and Mario, with my wife and our friends Isaac and Katie Hasper. Did you all win? Uh, we came in second. We gave a uh, a very fine effort to come in second out of all? about eight teams. It wasn't somebody I recognized, huh. which I actually felt better about. If I had lost to uh, Alan Ginger's team, I wouldn't have liked that. <laughs> but uh, we did not. We managed to uh, come in second out of like eight or nine teams. It was a it was a good show. Yeah, proud of our effort. We were team kicking it. And uh, I see what you did there. Yeah, you see that. Yeah, it's soccer. But no, I know that they raised some good money. We'll have to get some details from Graham and Nicole about how much money was raised for Kentucky School for the Blind. Uh, but I know that there were, as I say, somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, 80 to 90 competitors. And so awesome. that means they raised some good money. It's awesome. Which is a lot of a lot of good stuff. Uh, so Tuesday night couldn't record. No. Wednesday night, last night, U.S. Open Cup match. Yeah. Uh, played against Birmingham Legion FC for the third, third time, time this season. Played them again. They have inadvertently become kind of our rival because just we keep <laughs> ending keep up playing, playing them. <laughs> you just know somehow they're going to find a way into the playoffs. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and we'll see them like in the first round of the playoffs just because. What if it's the Eastern Conference? That would be nuts. What if we get to the Eastern Conference and Birmingham Legion is like, waiting how, on us? What is happening? <laughs> 
But yeah, three matches this season against Birmingham Legion, and this was the rubber match, and we won. Yeah. Uh, so we got the one nothing victory. Yeah. Uh, let's let's crank through the Open Cup match before we talk about last weekend's match against Bethlehem. Okay. So uh, Open Cup match last night left a little better taste in my mouth. Yeah. Uh, normally we'd flip a coin, but we're outside and I didn't bring a coin, so we're just going to go straight to reviews. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we flipped a coin earlier and it was a tails, everybody. Oh, so Yay. we're going to do a review. Alright, so uh, Birmingham Legion FC saw him for the third time, got the one nothing win, so we move on to the fourth round of the Open Cup, which is awesome. Uh, by winning this game, we played a bit of an unusual lineup. Yeah. So you're you're looking at a back four of Frano, Tosh, Pay, and McMahon, and, and then uh, you've got a little bit of a interior diamond of Jeff D as the defensive uh, yeah. midfielder with Napo and Sonny in front of him, mm-hmm. and then basically a three across the top with George and Nile in the middle, mm-hmm. and with. Uh, Richard Ballard getting his first yeah. start out on the other side with uh, Hubbard again in goal, mm-hmm. which is really nice to see him settling in. A shutout. He's come back for two games. They've been two clean sheets. Yeah. Now, he hasn't been challenged a ton. Uh, in this game, there were not, like, a lot of shots put on target by Birmingham. No. Uh, the ones that they put that were closest were rim rattlers. So yeah. we had a couple off the posts, which few. were nerve-wracking. Ooh, there were a few close calls. But he looked comfortable. He looked quiet back there. I don't mean quiet like he's not telling guys what to do because he was. He was composed. He looked, right. His body language was very, uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm in charge back here. He looked here. very in control. Yeah. He looked, yeah, absolutely. I was pleased about that. I thought that all of the unusual players, and now Niall and Sonny uh, frequently sort of flip-flopped spots. Yeah. So you would see Sonny going and playing up in the top of the in the top of the formation and sometimes Niall dropping deep and sometimes Niall up top. So... Yeah. Those two were kind of interchangeable, but I thought all in all they played perfectly fine in the first half. We were we 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 were winning, uh, though not on the scorecard. No. But let's get straight to the heart of the matter. The most exciting thing that happened in this game was the return of two players we have been sorely missing. We got to see the return of the beard. Brian Omi comes (laughs) back on the field. And they came on together, which yeah. I liked. Paolo yeah. Del Piccolo, the captain, back on the field with Brian Ownby. It was nice to see it for no other reason than morale. Like, all right. Yep. In a sense, it was bringing out the big guns. Not to say that anybody on the team is a smaller gun than anybody else, but crowd favorites for sure. Well, and, I mean, let's let's not let's not gild the lily here. It's, it's a simple fact that... Despite the despite the fact that I'm not actually worried about this team and where we're going and how we're going to be, the results haven't been what we've wanted so far. And you can point a lot of that at missing Paolo Del Piccolo since yeah. the second game and Brian Ownby since the fourth game. Yeah. And so these are guys that are important, important cogs in yeah. these two championship runs we've been on. And they just haven't been able to get on the field. And man, they immediately changed the momentum of that game. Yeah, the com- it was immediate. The complexion was enormously different. Yeah. Immediately, uh, Brian Ownby, speed, my man, is evergreen. It just it just looks good no matter where you see it. Now his touch wasn't perfect, but the speed he got yeah. to three or four balls. Oh yeah. That just nobody else on the field could get to and nobody else would have gotten to and created scoring chances out of each of them and it was it was exciting to see yeah well and you know the uh the play that actually ended up getting us the point well the goal was mcmahon to palo yeah palo had this beautiful pass to ownby breaks through goal straight comes down out, the middle yeah and it's what you wanted to see i mean yeah. and we talked before the show you know, Ownby looked a little delicate. He looked a little, little ginger on the coming out of the. But even Ownby on delicate, even Ownby on seven, he was still the fastest guy out there. Yep, and that's against a pretty young and hungry Birmingham team. Yeah. And their speed has given us problems in the past. And being able to turn it back around on them with Brian going down the middle was great. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised to see him playing mostly in the striker role. He wasn't playing out wide no. at all. And if he can really play there, and man, it looked great in this short stint. Yeah. If he can really play there, that adds an extra dimension for us. Yeah. Because it looks like Abdu, 
who uh, we saw cruising around the around Lynn Stadium last night with a big sling on his arm. Yeah, looks like Abdu might be out for extended period of time, and if that's the case, then Luke is going to get tired of being yeah. the number nine. It was nice that he didn't have to come on the field at all in this game. Yeah. And so uh, Brian Ownby being able to come out and show a different look from our striker position and a dangerous look from our striker Ooh, position, yeah. that was encouraging to me. Yeah. So exciting stuff seeing uh, Ownby back on the field. Paolo looked like getting his feet wet. Yeah. Uh, he didn't boss the midfield the way he sometimes does, the way that during the cup run last year in particular where it just looked like it didn't matter who was around him. He was right. in control of the midfield. He's not there yet, but nobody would expect him to be. He's coming back from a real tough and and, and nagging type of injury. Yeah. And uh, it's going to take a while to feel comfortable. Uh, I don't expect to see either Ownby or Del Piccolo in the starting lineup on Saturday. I personally don't. I don't have inside information on that. I just don't expect it. Because both of them got like 25 minutes of work in, and it was their first 25 minutes of work in a long time. I doubt their game, game, game fit. And I also imagine they're going to want a little bit of time to recover from that first yeah. burst. So I don't expect it, but I'll be pleasantly surprised if I'm wrong. I would at least think of subs, right? I mean, they may very well be uh, available in the 18, but I would doubt they're going to be starters, right. personally. Um, but, like you say, great pass. McMahon to Del Piccolo to Ownby splits the defenders, breaks free, gets a gets a uh, one-on-one with the keeper. Deeks right, goes left or got around the keeper and the keeper said yeah no I'm not having this and just reached out and swatted at Homie's leg in my humble opinion gotta be a straight red there Uh, if you're gonna a lot of people's humble opinion it's a straight red if you don't I would have been more okay with him not calling anything than I am with him not getting a red like if you don't call anything there I mean obviously I would have lost my mind right but besides that you go well you know maybe he thinks that Ownby dove maybe they think he thinks that you know he didn't he got ball first yeah. the ref can see that wrong but the minute you admit it's a penalty to me it's got to be a red yeah that's one of those pick aside yeah calls like if it's either either nothing happened in your opinion or the most extreme happened in your opinion but that's not a middle of the road call shouldn't have been anyway but doesn't matter. The Hulk, Big Tuck Energy. <laughs> I love that Hulk stepped up for that. The Big Tuck Energy <laughs> steps up and yeah. uh, really a nice, well-taken penalty. Oh, yeah. Sent the keeper the wrong way and then calmly deposited it on the little, other side uh, of the... Not a, not a stutter step, but a little a bit of hesitation, a little hesitation, yeah. enough, to, enough to throw him off. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, a slow approach, too. Oh, was, yeah. And I, I was starting to get worried, because sometimes you see that, and then they don't get much on the shot. Yeah. But uh, he sent the keeper completely the wrong direction, and so no problem. Yeah. Uh, one thing that Brad Estes, who I happened to be standing next to at the time, pointed out was that he never looked at the ball. Which, you huh. know, say what you will, but Sean Tosh was purely looking at the keeper and the goal and nothing else. All eyes were up, which has got to be unnerving for a keeper. Well, they interviewed him after the game Mm -hmm. in the press conference. and I haven't heard this. Yeah, Tosh even said when he was setting up, when the keeper was up there, and Tosh stepped up to take it and was getting set up, apparently the keeper had some stuff to say to him. Oh, gosh. Had some some words for him, and he said that it kind of, kind of, Hardened his resolve. Like, no, I'm gonna. I'm about to cram this down your throat, my friend. And he, and he put it away with a plum. Which this marks the uh, second consecutive year in which Sean Hulk Tosh has sent us to the fourth round of the playoffs <laughs> with a one nothing victory. Last year he hit the rocket against oh, St. Yeah. Louis. Yeah. This year he just says, "No, I'm taking this no, penalty." I'm gonna do this. And I love that. It, uh, it, I say this every time we have a penalty taken. I want a guy who just goes up and goes, yeah. I'm taking it. No questions, no looking around, no, no. looking to the coach for permission, no, no conversations. It should probably be, no, I'm taking no, I'm it. This. And then he did, and he puts it home. And so, kudos, got the one nothing victory, held on through seven minutes, seven long Jeez. minutes of stoppage time. I wasn't really that surprised, though. There was a lot. Of, there was a lot. I mean, a penalty by itself takes up quite a bit of time and they had a couple of cramping it looked like injuries that uh were drawn out and uh unpleasant what yeah 
uh, I never, I never truly ever want to be like that person's not hurt. They're faking it. But uh, sometimes you just got to go, well, listen, if you're really hurt, then why didn't you come off the field? Yeah. Like, all right, then get off the field. Yeah. Uh, but no, that's not the style. I mean, and I get it. You're trying to – Birmingham knew that we were in control of the game at that point mm-hmm. and didn't want to see it uh, – did, didn't want to see as much playing time as possible. Yeah. So – Whatever, it didn't work out in their favor. We get the one nothing win, and uh, we will talk later in the show about who our fourth-round opponent will be. <clears throat> Which, if I'm, you're listening to this, you probably, you probably already know. I mean, No, you 100% know. Yeah. There is literally no one who listens to this show who doesn't also follow along. Somebody in the UK, somebody in England is like, well, who is it? Well, who are they playing? <laughs> uh, all right, let's 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 backtrack a little bit to Saturday. Uh, before we get to the results of the game, I'll say that I was not at the watch party, which is unusual for me. Uh, I heard they had a good time out at Fall City, mm-hmm. despite the result. But uh, we were at a party for a friend of mine who was having a gender reveal yeah. on their, uh, on their uh, unborn child. Yeah. And, uh, Andy, I'll let you, uh, announce, uh, the results of that gender reveal. Yeah, so it was, yeah, so it was, it was my unborn child's gender reveal party, and we are very proud to say that we are having a son. A son! We will have, uh, the, the future member of Scouse's house will be a boy. Your first child will be a masculine child. He will be child. a masculine child. Well, as masculine as you can produce. Don't worry about so it. we'll find out. Don't worry about it. It's 2019. It is, it is. <laughs> Uh, no, that it was really great. Uh, having a little baby boy around is always a nice thing. So we'll uh, Here, here's my here's my here's my promise to you. Future Lou City Academy player. Yeah, now we're talking. Yeah, now we're talking. Future Lou City walkout kid. There you go. Future Lou City ball kid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, who will be more well behaved? Probably. I will. I will one hundred percent make sure that child is the world's greatest <laughs> ball kid. He will be he will be a craved and desired ball kid all over the world. People oh will beg gosh. for his services. Giving opposing keepers all the hell in the world. This ball? You you need this ball? Oh, are you sure you don't want that one over there? Are you sure? Okay. Let me wipe it off real quick. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'll be great. Uh, but you were about to make a guarantee before I so rudely interrupted with your my academy promise. No, that was it. I guarantee that he will be the best <laughs> ball kid in the best world. Best ball kid in the world. Yeah. Walkout kid, uh, ball kid. Uh, probably a uh, academy player Lucid and academy eventually Lou yeah. City captain. Yeah. So no pressure. Uh, yeah. No big deal. Well, if he's built like me, he'll be a keeper. He could very well be a keeper or a center back. Center back, I can yeah, see it. So, yeah. Uh, your wife is not a short woman. I don't mm-hmm. imagine that uh, your your child will be lacking in size. No. So. That's exciting. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Uh, all gifts can be uh, all, all gifts can be given directly to me and I'll determine whether or not they're good enough for your child. What what can you do to help me get a signed ball? We're going to talk about that off the air. Okay. Because uh, one thing you could do to get okay. a signed ball is okay. go to one of the many, many events in which we sign things. Okay. And uh, bring uh, bring a ball to one of those okay. events, and the guys would be happy to sign it. Huh. But beyond that, uh, I might I might be able or willing to help you in some fashion I mean, with that. You know, don't go out of your way, but in his room, I would like something. And right? I think that that can probably We'll have plenty of purple in his room. I am very proud of the fact that the first gift your unborn child received was, in fact, a Lou City bib. Uh, it sure was. It was. The, the Lou City, I... I, I drool purple. Uh, I drool purple bib was uh, numero know. uno. So, uh, But while we were enjoying our gender reveal party, we were also uh, watching the game, and it started off gangbusters. Yeah. You get out to the 2 nothing lead. Luke, clean finish in the box. Yeah. Uh, just took it down. Faked the guy out, settled it, put it home. Great. one nothing in the first half. Feeling good. Yeah. Go through halftime. We come directly out after halftime. Frano sends a ball across. Perfectly teed up right onto the head of Sean Francis into the back of the goal. Yeah. Easy peasy. 2-0. Feeling good. Most dangerous lead in soccer. Feeling strong. And then the wheels, they fell apart. 
Uh, so uh, there's the double red card for one thing, which I don't want to talk about the merits or non-merits of it. I prefer that it was a double than uh, you know one Just, guy getting yeah. sent off for the other. And uh, I didn't think that it really needed to be. I thought it could have been a yellow for both of them, and a, hey, let's you know clean this up. Calm down whatever. a little bit. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, but then the field felt a little big for us. We didn't look. We didn't look at our best once the once we went down to ten men. Uh, I'll be interested to see long term if that's the case for our boys. Uh, but in this, with that particular lineup, it looked like we were scrambling to chase. Uh, Paco, in particular, had some troubles, mm-hmm. and he, in fact, is the guy who had a player get behind him, made uh, try to make a tackle in the box, penalty for the opponents, and they put it home one nil or two one, and now everybody's feeling a little less confident. Yeah. And then uh, shortly thereafter, equalizer. It's brutal. It's brutal. It brutal. I don't like seeing it. I didn't feel good seeing it. Uh, and then we sort of had to hang on just to get yeah. the draw because it really did feel like the tide had turned against us at that point. Yeah. Which Bethlehem Steel, what are they going into that? What, where were they? I believe going into the match, they were in 11th. 11th. So, you know. They're not bottom of the they're pack. Not, they're not garbage. Uh, they're not garbage. Right, but that was, it's safe to say, it, that was a game that most of us kind of expected to win. Would have felt like it should have gone into the win column. Yeah. Uh, didn't. Uh, here's, the, here's the silver lining portion. Uh, eight games. Out of our last eight games, mm-hmm. one loss. It feels worse than that. It does. It feels worse than that because we're not getting as many wins as you want. And because the loss was painful last second against Swope. And because we've had leads and given them up. And uh, it doesn't feel amazing right now. No. It's been a tumultuous season. Eight games, one loss. That is not a bad bad run. not bad, no. But uh, ultimately, I didn't think that we played at all our best in the second half. Uh, Abdu goes down with the aforementioned injury. That's not not ideal. Do we know where what's what's going on with him? It's like, shoulder, it shoulder. But I don't uh, I don't have an update for you in terms of all that. Okay. But uh, it, it didn't look good. I'll say that. And I don't like seeing our players walking around in slings. And uh, he was out in public in a sling, so I feel confident revealing that part. What does it matter? They play with their feet. They do. They do. <laughs> Just tape that sucker down. So he should be fine. <laughs> fine. Come on. Uh, no, I mean, again, a disappointing result to go up to and then not come away with the points. Right. Yeah. Ultimately, I thought we were the better team on the field, and uh, but not in the second half. I, I thought that uh, in the second half we really did look like uh, we were struggling to, to keep up. And that's where the fresh legs have got to come in. That's where guys like Paolo controlling the middle, yeah. Ownby being fast, Ballard being fast, that guys like that can have an impact on a game. And so yeah. hopefully uh, they, they will. Uh, I believe we now have a full complement of healthy goalkeepers as we... Dobro was the uh, reserve keeper in this last Open Cup match. Okay. So we know that Dobro, at the very least, is healthy enough to put on a jersey. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I think that we've got all three. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, Lunt, this is my this is my lukewarm take on Lunt. Okay. I think that he has been very good. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's been as spectacular as we think, but that's just because I don't feel like there's been a lot of tests for him. No. The goals we've given up have mostly either been rocket wonder strikes or, well, yeah, they earned that goal. And it wasn't uh, – he hasn't made mistakes that have given up goals. I, I, don't, I can't point to a single goal all year where I'm like, he should have saved that and didn't. Yeah. But I also can't point to anywhere uh, – to many where it's like that should have been a goal and wasn't. Right. He's just been really solid. I'll, I'll yeah. be interested to see if we play a game against a team like New York that fires off a whole bunch yeah. of shots. Yeah. Uh, if he if he has it in him to stand on his head and win some games for us, as opposed to just, you know, so far he's been very good. Do you think he has been as good as what a lot of people expected? I mean... I don't think anybody had any expectations. 
Uh, I know for myself personally coming into the season, I thought that Dobrovolsky was going to be the keeper of record. Yeah. And that once Hubbard was healthy, he would be the backup. And that Lunt, we were just signing for, you know, depth. Right. I suppose I should have known better than that, seeing as how he was drafted by an MLS team. And, uh, but I didn't know better than that. And uh, so he's coming in and he's clearly the starter. Uh, I'll be interested to see if later towards the middle end of the year, if Hubbard pushes him for some playing time, if Dobro gets into form and pushes him for some playing time. Yeah. But we'll see. It's just a matter of, uh, I haven't seen anything that says he shouldn't be our keeper, but I also haven't thought, oh my God, he's a world beater. Like uh, sometimes he gets treated that way. So we'll see. Uh, There'll be games where we're going to find out the answer to that before this season is over. Um. I don't really have much more to say about Bethlehem. Do you have much more to say about Bethlehem? Not really. When do we play him again? Uh, Bethlehem, I believe that is a September game. Huh. All right. So we'll have a better idea where everybody is the next time we play him. Yeah. But that leads us to our game preview Preview. for this Saturday's game at Slugger Field. Woo! Saturday night, 7 p.m. Looks like it's going to be lovely weather. It's going to be beautiful weather. Looks like it's going to be, you know, high 70s, low 80s, yeah. and sunny. And that's, you know, come on. Perfect night for a soccer match. Everybody get your kid on and get out to the game. Get out there. Not only guy. is it a good get- night for a game, it is also Pride Night. Very important. Uh, Pride Night is going to be a lot of fun this year. They're going to be doing some cool stuff with Fairness Campaign on the field. Uh, it's 20 years of Fairness Campaign. They're going to celebrate yep. that. Uh, they've got uh, some Kentuckiana Pride. Will be uh, they've got a table. They'll be doing some handouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that someone from Kentuckiana Pride will be singing the national anthem. Nice. Uh, and we've also got the scarves and the warm-up kits. And the those things kits are sold. Awesome. Both of them, the scarves and the warm-up kits, sold like gangbusters at Lynn on uh, Wednesday night. They're awesome. The warm-up kits are awesome. And my strong recommendation to everyone is, if you want a Pride scarf, if you want a Pride Four Roses and Play warm-up kit, mm-hmm. get into this. Get into the stadium and buy them. Don't wait around. Don't yeah. think, oh, I can get there at halftime no. or, oh, I'll just order them online afterwards. No, they're going to go. Go and buy your stuff they're because go. those things, they sold out of scarves. They brought uh, they brought a good portion of the scarves on Wednesday night and sold out everything they brought. And that happened before halftime. There were less than 1,000 people at this game. There will be over 8,000 people at the game on Saturday night. Don't be dumb. If you want them, go get them. Don't be online later like, I can't believe we didn't order it. Come on. You've got your chance. Go buy them. Yeah. Uh, I love that warm-up kit. It looks great. Oh, man, it's good looking. Uh, I like the scarf a lot, too. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited about both of them. Also, we debuted... The uh, the third kit, the alternate, the yeah. gr- the stone gray kit. That's on a good Wednesday. looking kit, man. It is a good, a good looking, looking kit. kit. I was I was thrilled to see how nice it looked, and for it to get off of a one and zero start, yeah. so we don't feel like oh I can't wear that one anymore. So uh, you're, the the stone gray kit off to a one one and zero beginning. You can buy those at the team store or at the uh, at the game on Saturday night. Uh, but again. Supplies may be limited. Get out there early. Get out there early and get it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, enough of that. How about the game? Pride night game. Charleston Battery. Going to be against the Charleston Battery, who are currently where, Andy? Ninth. Ninth place in the table. And then One in comparison to us, us being in eighth. eighth. And they have a game in hand on us. Yeah. We have a point in hand on them. We They have a game in hand on us. Yeah. So a win... Puts us comfortably ahead of them. Yeah. A loss puts us comfortably behind them. Yeah. And a draw is very much kissing your sister and, you know, we'll live to fight another day. Yeah. We need to get some points, though. We got to start yeah, rolling do. out some wins. This would be a good game to do it. Yeah. I was looking. Tampa Bay, who is in first right now, has 26 points. Yeah. We have 18 points. Yeah. So we're a good portion behind 
But second place, I feel like, is four points ahead of us right now, which is not much. No, second place is at 20 points. And aren't we at 16? We're at, we're at, eight, we're at 18, aren't we? Well, someone can look at the standings no, we're at in front of them. And second place is only at 20. I was thinking they were at 22. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know that for a fact. We you live in the information age. We do. But my information age technology is recording this podcast. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna I got it. Do it. I got it. But, uh, but regardless, this is... This is the time of the season where you don't want people to start getting away from you. And a loss, coupled with some uh, unfortunate results for us from the rest of the league on Saturday, and uh, you're suddenly you're suddenly staring at deficits you don't want to have to try to make up over the course of the year. Yeah. I was right. We have 18 points. They have 26 points. And second place? Second place is 22 points. Like I just said. And Red Bulls at third is 20 so I mean, everybody right there is still very much in the mix. We're striking distance. We're less yeah. than we're less than four points. We're four points or less behind everybody but Tampa. Yeah. And we just and in our game against Tampa at Tampa, we outplayed them and took a draw. So I mean, I'm not feeling like anybody in this league is outside of our reckoning. No. Uh, and Charleston definitely not. So Charleston, this is a game mid table. They're getting towards the middle of the season now. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess we're a third of the way through the season now. Yeah. Because it's 34 and we're at 12 games. So this will be our 13th yeah. game. So you're talking about basically, you know, a third of the season. Yeah. Gone. It's time to start making hay because the sun, it is a shining. Let's get out there. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I liked seeing that Oscar didn't have to play at all in this game. Ooh, so yeah. uh, that means in the Open Cup game midweek, which means he should be rested. He's been having to put in minutes. Yeah. Minutes. It's always been like that for him, though. Yeah. Uh, this game is important. I would be willing to stake large sums of money on uh, Sean Francis and Speedy Williams both starting in this game. A, because they've been very good. Mm-hmm. And B, because they, after this game, will be leaving us for several weeks. Oh, to go and represent the nation of Jamaica with the reggae boys. It's awesome for them. It is. I'm proud of them. Yeah, absolutely. But they leave big holes. Yeah. <laughs> big holes to fill. Yeah. Uh, Paolo coming back healthy would make a big difference for uh, being able to relieve uh, Speedy in the, mid- in the midfield. But there is no real answer for Sean Francis. It means we need Pat McMahon to be able to play really well going forward. Yeah. Because... Uh, maybe Taylor Pay. I think we have pretty well closed the book on the Sean Tosh at uh, wingback yeah. experiment. Yeah. And so maybe Taylor Pay, definitely Pat McMahon, uh, but otherwise it's just Oscar over there, man. So we're going to need to – I wonder if you could maybe drop George Davis back to play in that position. Eh. I, I just don't know. But regardless, we'll be seeing a lot of Frano and Speedy this week because <laughs> – We've got them for one more game. You darn well, we're going to use them yeah. for that one more game. Uh, so that means Speedy in the midfield. I imagine we line up uh, similarly up top to how we lined up in this game, except it'll. I imagine it'll be George and uh, Luke, and then not Richard Ballard, not Brian Ownby, but eh, Nile perhaps out yeah. wide because you get Magnus back to play in the midfield. Uh, so Magnus will come back for sure. Uh, this game, I don't have a, a strong feeling whatsoever about how Charleston plays. I still, I, I apologize to our entire listenership that this season, despite the fact that my access to soccer is greater than it has ever been, yeah, my ability to consume it has been dramatically downgraded. You're kind of dropping the ball on it. I right? haven't watched a lot of non-Lou City League games this year, and uh, I'm looking forward to... Now that the EPL season is over, uh, being able to convert some of my viewing habits away from European football into more American soccer. Yeah. So hopefully I'm able to give better scouting reports going forward. I don't remember how Charleston played last season. The, typically, I feel, I've feel i always felt like they were uh, loose city light. Okay. That they are more willing to give up the ball, but they want to play with it. Yeah. That they... Uh, Charleston is the is the uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the perfect analogy, but the bottom line is they're just fine. 
They've always been just fine. Yeah. They always make the playoffs, but they don't ever seem like a team that you have to be worried about in the playoffs. Right. They always have a good team without being a great team, but never a bad team. And so uh, I expect the same. The table, it looks like much of the same for them. So I know that they've gotten uh, a lot of production out of Lewis. Uh, Zico Lewis. Uh, Zaco, Zaco, yeah. Uh, they've got a lot of production. I know he's led the team in chances created. He leads the team in goals. He's tied for the team league in assists, which means uh, put a guy on that guy. Yeah, uh, you know, um, uh, Ian Sponson plays for that team too, mm-hmm. and Sponson, he's he's dangerous. Um, I don't know how much Gare has been playing this year for them. Everybody's familiar with watching Gare play. Generally looks pretty fast and yeah. dangerous, but uh, and has had good games against us in particular. Yeah. Uh, but it's not a team that jumps out at me as uh, no. nothing, anything particularly special, anything particularly scary, but you know that you have to go in and really play well. Do you know what keeper they've been rolling with? I don't. Embarrassing. I mean, I don't either. Embarrassing. So. Double embarrassing. Doubly embarrassing. So our game preview is really more about Lou City than it is about Charleston. That's fine. And I'll say that I think that Lou City's, it's an important game. They need to play well. And they need to be able to sort of show what they want to look like. Uh, There's been adjustments made throughout the year. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't even list Lucky earlier when I tried to name the people who could possibly be put out on the way. Oh, yeah. And uh, Lucky Kosana just named the Oxy Barrick Lou City Player of the Month. So uh, congratulations to Lucky Kosana for being named the uh, Player of the Month. Yeah, awesome for yeah, him. That's awesome. He played really well. He scored a lot of goals and really seems to be settling more and more into a, uh, a consistent role yeah. with this team. Uh, so good. Um, it's an important game. They need to play well. And to play well, I think that means establishing our system hmm. playing those triangles up and along the cor- uh, up and along to the uh, wings being able to make decisive runs into the box from the trailers like Magnus and be able to create lanes by having good runs from whoever plays at the nine whether it's Luke whether it's lucky whether it's Ownby, yeah. whoever it is and that they be creating lanes for the midfielders to work behind them. Uh, I'd like to see Speedy put one home in this game. Yeah, He's had a lot of shots. He's played really consistent, metronome-like football. But I think that Speedy gets short shrift from some of the fan base just because he doesn't finish a lot. Mm-hmm. He creates so many chances. He gets so many good looks. And I feel like uh, you remember back to the New York Red Bulls playoff game last year where he got two. Yeah. And you got to feel like he's got a game like that in him where some of these chances just fall to him correctly and he finishes yeah. them. He's got some he's got he's had some glory moments for sure and like you see the potential for those moments like you said. You just need that ball to fall where it needs to go and that was the most vague yeah, <laughs> commentary ever. You just need the ball to do If the ball goes where you, you want the ball to, to go do. be nice you know, if the ball was where we wanted the ball, which would be in the back of their net. All that needs to happen is for him to put the ball in the damn net. In the net. Yeah. And it's, you know, he's got that in him. Although, frankly, <laughs> I'd be fine with any of five or six guys or 11 guys putting yeah. the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. So we need some goals, and we keep saying it, and I will keep saying it until it happens. We're going to have a five-goal game. We're going to have multiple four-goal games. We're going to have a game where all these balls that should be fine in the back of the net and aren't, where they do. Yeah. I'm not positive this will be it, but I'm saying that game is coming, and when it does, it's going to feel really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you got prediction-wise? I wish I could go back and look this season at the accuracy of my predictions. Just I out of curiosity. Probably not that good because we've played, what, 12 games? Yeah. And you've predicted 12 wins? Yeah. And we have not won 12 games? No. So probably not strong. But I guess what I'm asking is the ones that I have predicted that we win, that we did win, the goal count. That's what I want to know. All right. I will personally 
sometime in the next three weeks, put together a chart of your predictions. I want to know. And then versus the realities. Yeah. I'd be I'll curious to see it. I can, I can, I can commit to that level of Unless uh, somebody listening analysis. wants to do that for us. I doubt it. I you might doubt it. Jared. Yeah, Jared, get on it, man. <laughs> Jared, you don't do anything else. Just do it. All right. Um, I'm going to go 2 nothing. 2 nil. Okay. 2 nothing. Who you got? Ouch. Um, my obviously, the hope is we get a we get an Oscar to Paco because we're just trying to give these kids. We some money. want to do we're it. Trying to give these kids money. Yep. Um, and our set piece conversion this year has been. Unfortunate. I don't yeah. feel like we've gotten a goal off of a corner kick yet this year. No, we haven't. Uh, and I don't feel like, I mean, other than the the two, one from Sonny in the Open Cup and one from Magnus in the uh, in you know run of play against Swope, I don't feel like we've put any other uh, mm-hmm. any away. Mm-hmm. So it feels like our set piece offense has yet to start clicking this year. Let's get a Paco to Oscar. I'd love that. Yeah, that'd be Oscar awesome. to Paco. Outside Paco of- to Oscar would be nuts. <laughs> Just switch it up. Paco takes the corner. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Oscar's just like... Skies Oscar over everybody. a terrifying vertical leap. 55-inch <laughs> vertical leap. That would be amazing. Um, I bet we get something from Lucky. Lucky? Yeah. Lucky has been in good goal form. Um... I think that's a good guess. I I think that the other. I've loved the way Magnus has felt comfortable around the uh, around the field yeah. right now, and I feel like this might be a game for Oscar to get one, where if he uh, after not having to play on Wednesday gets to come on out, and uh, I imagine with Frano playing. That'll give uh, Oscar a little more license to roam up and down the sideline. Yeah. And hopefully that means that uh, he takes one of those chances that I love where he uh, decides instead of playing that square ball, he comes comes across and lets one loose from the corner. Yeah. And uh, I'd love to see one of those. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we've got for prediction. A little discussion time now. A little banter. A uh, little banter. Okay. Open cup. Fourth round. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I just want to put this out there. I My gut told me that if we made it a few rounds, that we would see them. My gut told me we would see them. Yeah, I think, uh, listen, I, I don't, I'm not privy to the inner workings of the United States Soccer Federation, but... These are theoretically random draws. They geographically group teams, and if you look at the geographic groupings, yeah. it all made sense. Like there was nothing where you went, "What? Why yeah. is that? Why are they in that group?" There was none of that. And then we're not. Uh, they guarantee that the lower division teams will play upper division team, and so that means that we were guaranteed to play MLS. There were only two other teams in our group that were MLS, and that's Chicago and Cincinnati. So you've got a 50-50 shot of yeah. playing Cincinnati. And then if you've got a if you, you know, you got a 50-50 shot of playing whatever team you get at home. So Nip uh, you know, uh, Cincinnati in Nippert probably. There were completely reasonable chances that that could happen of its own volition. It just seems to... It's very fortuitous. It is very, very fortuitous. And, you know, maybe, you know, random chance, you know, theoretically, like you said, is what this is based off of. Like, it's a draw, you know? Yeah. Um, We think. It just seems like the universe is like, nah, no matter what league you all are in... You guys are playing. You're going to play each other. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, this will be a completely different Cincinnati team than we've ever played before. Yeah. I mean, there you'll recognize like two or three names, and that's it. Uh, they just shipped Albadawi back down to North Carolina, I think. So one of the familiar names is gone. Uh, there's no Mitch Hildebrandt. There's no GB Fall. There's no 
Jimmy McLaughlin who's hurt. There's no Corbin Bone. The names that stick out from the rivalry over the last couple of years are not there. No. And are not going to matter. No. Even if they are there, they're not going to matter. No. How uh, are they doing in the MLS? Badly. Very, very badly. <laughs> they are the worst team in the MLS. Okay. As was predicted by anyone with a brain. Yeah. Uh, they, they are bad for an MLS team. But by that same token, they should theoretically be better than a USL team. We're going to find out. I think that this plays out nicely for Louisville City. It's a place we're comfortable playing at Nippert. We're used to these fans. Uh, we're used to that field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just just some of the some of the ghosts I think yeah. will feel really nice. Um, some of our guys have this rivalry really in their blood. Oh yeah. And uh, that's that makes it fun. Yeah. Uh, I hope that the Cincinnati, the current Cincinnati team, gets up for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing about it that maybe makes it less of a great matchup for us is that Cincinnati knows us, and they really, really, really don't want to lose to us this year. No. Even more so than in years past. In years past, it was like, yeah, they're our rivals. Sometimes we'll win. Sometimes they'll win. That's what makes good rivals. Right. But now they have theoretically shed the USL, you know, and, uh, oh, yeah, we're, we're above it all yeah, now, now they in have their MLS. Like, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, same coach, right? Different coach. The old coach just got fired like two weeks ago. One of his assistants is currently the coach, and okay. uh, that will likely change. They just hired a GM today or a, a technical director today, okay. so I imagine that guy will have a head coach shortly because uh, they've got an interim guy in there right now. Uh, I don't know. We were joking around in the office. We don't know why they didn't go with uh, three players because that works out really well. It really does. And I don't know why they didn't think to try that because we showed them the way. But as is so often the case with Cincinnati, they see they see brilliance and don't understand it or know how to replicate it. Right. Uh, no, but it's in, it's Cincinnati. The the Twitter sphere is going to be a blast over the next couple of weeks. Oh man. Uh, the it's two fan bases who don't like each other. The teams, like I say, it's no longer that same FC Cincinnati team. So it's not there's not going to be as much bad blood between the teams. Uh, but the fan bases, it will remain as it has always been. Uh, gonna be played June twelfth, seven thirty. That's a Wednesday night. Get to that game if you've never been, as Andy has never been. Oh, to an away game at Cincinnati, it is worth seeing for a Lou City fan. Because oh, listen, I'm gonna make fun of Cincinnati a lot, and I hope we beat them, and I think we very well could. It's a great atmosphere to catch a game. Like, I mean, they are, they're passionate, they're loud, they're obnoxious in mostly fun ways, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a good place to catch a game. And there is nothing more beautiful than hearing 28,000 people be shouted down by 2,000 Blue City fans. And it's happened. Go mm-hmm. watch the video. It's delightful. So get your ass to that game if you have any ability to get to that game. I know it being midweek makes it hard on some folks. Uh, you know, take a half day. Uh, take a personal health day. Uh, do your best to get to that game. I'm going to be relying on Scouse's house and the Coopers to really do a good job of organizing here and helping people get to that game if they want to go. So I'm laying the gauntlet down to my old supporters group and to uh, the oldest supporters group, Coopers, Scouse's house. Get it done. I don't care if you got to rent vans, if you got to organize carpools. I want to see a big, big crowd there that night. Okay. <laughs> Andy says okay, so right. it's done. It's done. It's, uh, Andy can fit three people comfortably in his in his yeah, vehicle. Yeah, the Corolla. You'd be C rolling all oh, the way man. up. Uh, no, that, that'll be a blast. Cincinnati's a great draw. Yeah. And uh, they don't. They will not. They will not pull punches against us. No. As part of it, they can't really afford to lose that game to no. us. Their fan base is already getting a little punchy. Yeah. Getting a little itchy about yeah. how bad they are. If they lose to a USL team that they hate, that's not going to go over well. Man, their fans were some smug, smug people. Yeah, they were really excited to go and be in last place. Yeah. And they are there. Even in the USL, they were awfully smug for a team that never really did well in the playoffs. No, never never a playoff powerhouse. Uh, so that's great. 
Do you have any news or notes? Because we should get some purple stuff out of the way here. I don't. Oh, no news or notes? No news or notes. No, to be okay. fair, I forgot to ask. So. I think you're on several weeks in a row of that. So we're going to have to step I was doing really good about you it. You were. You were. Um, I will say that I know that Scouse and the lads will be on Saturday before our Pride Night game. Uh, a whole bunch of the Loo City Liverpool contingent will yeah. be at Molly Malone's in the Highlands watching the uh, Champions League final yeah. between his beloved Liverpool and Tottenham. I wish I could be there to watch that game. I will be having to be out at Slugger Field setting up the stadium for that night's game. But I have convinced the field board operator to turn the Jumbotron on <laughs> to the Champions League game. What so, time's the game? Uh, the game is at 3. And so it is perfectly timed for you to watch it. Leave. Leave and then get, get down leave. for the tailgate at 5.30-ish. Mm -hmm. And then uh, straight into the stadium for a nightcap. So if you love soccer, Saturday's your day. Yeah. So I know Scouse is uh, organizing that. Please get your butts out there. We already announced, we already talked about the trivia, the charity trivia that we did this past week, which was a delight. Graham Thompson sang, sang, sang. Throughout the whole thing, he was the trivia quiz master, and the final category was finish this lyric. And he did not just give us the lyrics, he sang every one of the songs. It was entertaining as heck. Um, as far as team news and notes go, uh, I don't have much right now. Um, we've covered most of what I have to share. Uh, Lucky Kosana being the uh, player of the month. Yep. All of the pride stuff for yep. Saturday. And uh, I think that ends the merch ins and outs with the gray jersey and the warm up and the scarf. I, I think I'm kind of out on uh, purple stuff. Okay. So you, you got well, we, we got very little purple stuff right. this evening. I'm sorry to all of our uh, loyal purple stuff consumers. We have enjoyed ours. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the stadium crew. I know uh, the how we had a media day out at the stadium mm -hmm. this past week. So a lot of people got some new sneak peeks of how the stadium construction is coming along. Uh, we cover that every time on this show. So I'll just say it's coming along very nicely. It's going up fast. It is. It is. And it's it, hit that. It's hit that point where stuff like for a long time, you know, they were doing like foundation and they were digging, and it was like, when is this thing? And then once stuff starts coming up, where we've hit that really golden point where like every day you're seeing more stuff go up. Yeah. At this point, it basically looks like the skeleton of the stadium is yeah. erected. There's more steel still to go in. There's more roof beams that need to be uh, affixed and the light stanchions that need to be affixed. But, I mean, at this point, if they just stopped doing steel and started putting in seats and insulation and roofing, you would believe it. Like, it looks like a stadium from the outside. It looks like the skeleton of a stadium now, which is exciting. Here's a question for you. Lay it on me. And we don't know this yet. We don't know who it would be, right? Who would be your ideal opponent for the first game in the stadium? I really hope that I'm not wrong when I say this, but I believe that it was announced either by Brad or Howie or the club that the USL is going to let us pick our home opener opponent. Wow. So Lou City will get to decide who they want to play. Now, if I just announced that and it hadn't been announced to the crowd... Fired. Probably. Fired. Uh, yeah. No, I believe that that is the case. Uh, if I am wrong, I am wrong, but I, I'm operating under the assumption that I am not. I imagine we're going to have to play two, three games on the road to start the season off. Yeah. Uh, while the finishing, finishing touches yeah. so that, you know, toilets flush and, you know, video boards light up. Polish some stuff up. Spray paint some stairwells. Exactly. You know, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But when that game comes, if it is not St. Louis or Indy, I'll feel like we've made a mistake. Yeah. Uh, St. Louis is nice symmetry just because they were our first game. Yeah. And because they're a good Kings Cup rival, uh, they are. It's it'd be a good choice. That's actually who I would have picked. Uh, they it's travel simple. well and yeah. respectfully, so I mean, having them there would be a delight. Their fans are fun because their fans show up. 
and and are be, good humored. Yeah, it would be apropos because they're the first team we played. Yeah, I think St. Louis is a great choice. Yeah, uh, I would have no problem with it being uh, Lipa FC, uh, Lipask uh, match between us and uh, Indy. As all Lipask historians know, <laughs> uh, there have been three other games played between Indianapolis and Louisville that have opened brand new soccer stadiums. Everybody knows that. Uh, I believe it was uh, 1926 in Indy. 1939 in Louisville yeah. and 1958 in Indy. I'm not positive of that, though. I, I, the dates could escape me. I think it was 59. But uh, Louisville has uh, won all of those, of course. So uh, that, that would add to that tradition. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, in Indy, just proximity-wise, it's great. Have them come down. They would bring a good crowd, and I think it juices that rivalry. I'd kind of like to see how the rest of this season goes. Like, uh, if... The games against St. Louis or Indy happen to be contentious or fun or interesting in some way. If we maybe play one of them in the playoffs yeah. or in the U.S. Open Cup, you know, any uh, any extra little yeah. something. Yeah, I want to see how all that shakes out. But if everything finishes this year like it is now, if it's one of those two teams, I'll be happy. And if it's anybody else, I'll feel like we're kind of dumb. Birmingham Legion. Yeah, <laughs> it'll yeah. be our inadvertent rivals. No, it's, it's gonna be Birmingham Legion. It's gonna be Loudon. You know. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Memphis. <laughs> well, I mean, and Memphis even would have an interest point just because of Hackworth uh, versus Hackworth. But, I mean, yeah. at least it would have a storyline. There are some games like Loudon where it would just be like, well, why are we? Uh, huh? So I hope that those are not the case. But right. Indy or St. Louis would be my guess, and that would be fun. So stadium progressing as per usual and still still exciting as heck. What's the next landmark that you want to be there for? Like, what thing do you, when it happens, that you want to be, that you want an invite to? Oh, man. Uh, God. I would like to stand in one of the suites, mostly finished, just to see, because I'll never, sure. I'll never go into one, I'll never have a reason to go with one of those suites. I understand. Um, but the greedy part of me, the ultra greedy part, When the actual grass goes down, yeah, that's what I want. Well, I know that I know that the front office is planning some cool stuff about ways to engage season ticket holders and ways yeah. to engage some of our high-profile sponsors yeah. and uh, to engage our rather large ownership group. And so I know they're planning stuff. There's some local politician tours and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, I know that. They're planning some of them. I imagine that the grass going down will be one of them. Uh, my understanding is that it takes like three days to. I think that's what uh, Jason yeah. uh, Jason Larkin told us yeah. when we interviewed him it at takes the stadium. A it takes a minute. Uh, so the day they're like, "Yep, that's grass now." <laughs> that would be cool to be there for that. That would be cool. I, I'd like. I'd love to see them like take a ceremonial first shot. Like, yeah, uh, that would be, be fun. awesome. I mean, I'm not even saying that I'd like to take that first shot or try to save that first shot. I'm just saying it'd be cool to be there to watch somebody take the first shot on the it field. It would be fun, though, if they, like, if we watched some of the team take first shots on Absolutely. it. And if they let some of the supporters go down and take a shot, that would be awesome. That would be kind of nuts. I imagine something more along the lines of, like, Mayor Fisher shooting on John Neese. Something like that. that. I can see Brad that. Estes taking a rip at Matt Bevin. Like, that kind of deal. That's yeah. what I was imagining more of, but you know, uh, no, any of those would be fun. Yeah. Uh, the players getting out there and you know, getting to watch somebody take their first rip on that field would be a lot of fun. Season ticket holder event this coming Tuesday night. Get on out there for it at the Executive Strike and Spare. Go bowling with your favorite Lou City players, the Heine Brothers mugs. Those are awesome. If you haven't gotten your Heine Brothers mug yet, you're missing out. They're awesome. Help Kentucky Refugee Ministry. Get a discount on your coffee. Get a free coffee or refill or something along those lines. Yes. It's and $5 off of a ticket. It's, it's, it's a steal at $7. Get out there and get your Lou City mug from Heine Brothers. If you drink coffee like any normal individual does, yep. you need to be drinking it out of a Lou City mug. I've got mine. Have you gotten yours yet? Not yet. Well, <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the spot it's for okay, that. Man. It's all right. We'll get you out there. We'll get you out there soon to get your uh, to get your uh, I'm going tomorrow mug. to do it. That's what I like to hear. I'm gonna buy six of them. That I really like to hear that. 
Papa needs a new pair of shoes. Um, let's see here. I think that covers everything I got to cover. What kind of shoes could you get if I bought six mugs? Like, what does that do for you? It would in no way change my life at all. Okay. It would in no way change my life at all. But it might very well change the life of somebody from Kentucky Refugee Ministry. Now we're talking. And it might, you know, change the life of some barista who gets tipped and gets to have their life changed a little bit. You know, there are lives that could be changed. Mine's not really one of them. I don't know how the... uh, I don't know what the, the salary... Uh, like breakdown of yeah. profit sharing and any of that is that goes into our uh, team, but I, I imagine that seven dollars doesn't really move the needle for Brad my. For Estes my... could have a number in mind of how many he wants to sell these, right? He could. Those six that I buy, yeah, could put it over that number, and suddenly I'm the and, executive and vice president Brad of the club. Brad is completely impressed with you. Woof. Which, let's face it, right now he tolerates you, right? Almost everybody there does. That could be it. And then, yeah, your life would change. Yeah. Hey, uh, then go buy them mugs, son. How much are they? Uh, $7. That's not bad. $7. Yeah. That's a, I mean, frankly, for the, you could buy a mug of that quality for $15 just at Walmart with nothing on it. Yeah. Doing nothing for nobody. Yeah. So, you know. Get out there and get it. I buy coffees on a regular basis that are seven. They're more than seven dollars. Sure, sure. On a regular basis. Don't what do you? What, are, what? What's your coffee order that you're getting a seven dollar coffee? Don't worry about okay. how I live my life. No, I'm okay. not. I'm not. <laughs> All right. I think that covers everything we need That's to cover it. tonight. Uh, Andy, it's been a real joy. This has been nice outside. It has. I hope that the recording comes off nicely and that people enjoy this particular show. I believe I am going to twist some arms. Uh, apply some pressure and uh, we'll do a player for our next episode. Oh man. So uh, looking forward to interviewing a uh, one of the guys from the team. It's been a little while since we've done been. that. Uh, I think that I let that slide away from me with the, the front office choices that we had. And then very soon after that we got to get a new Scouse's house person on here because yeah. uh, we've been woefully neglecting that constituency. Yeah. So Andy, good show. Sir, uh, I can only think of one appropriate way to finish the show, and that's how we finish every show, and that's by saying, Go, Go City! City.